internet, you're busy, let's do this. I'm Jeff Grubb, your host. Uh, we're live at E3. If we sound funny, that's Mike's fault. Hi. And Mike's here. Mike, go ahead and say hi to people. Hi, why is it my fault? It's Mike Minotti. Hi. Because I'm not going to take the blame. My name's fun to say. It's Mike Minotti. Also with us is Stephanie Chan. Go ahead and say hi. Hey, y'all. And we're going to just kind of go over E3 so far. Um, it's late on what day of the week is it? Um, yeah, I think it's the fifth. I think it's the fifty-second day of E3. We're in purgatory. We're in the fifth ring. It is hell, right and we, there is. It's no, fun, but it's tiring. It's there. There is no no, Mike. We're journalists. We have to complain about E3. No, Those I like E3 rules. still. No, it is tiring. It's been a long day, and it's like so, it's too early for the day to be this long. Like there's too too early into E3. I mean, well, I mean, so, okay. That we should actually before we get into our thoughts on the stuff that's happened so far, we should actually kind of talk about our feelings on like what it's been like to cover this E3 because. Stephanie, this is your first time, and Mike, we've done this a bunch of times, mm-hmm. and so we kind of knew what to expect from old E3s, and now that it started on Saturday with EA, like, what were your thoughts about that? Like, having to kind of, like, jump you know, right into the weekend and start doing E3? Well, for one, I was in the air traveling when that happened, because, like, I don't know, oh, okay, it starts on Saturday. I can't, like, get here too much earlier. I'm not going to pay for, like, another, what, I'm going to come in Friday and pay for another night here? Like, how long am I going to be in L.A. for? Um, forever, I guess. Yeah, I guess I'm just gonna because E3 is gonna happen all year long now. <laughs> kind of does in a way, um, but um, so I mean that that's that's fine, you know. Whatever, it, it's kind of nice in a way because it gives us a break between these things. Although it is like once you're working, you're working. You kind of just wish you can do it all. Kind of the the bigger quote unquote issue is just these press conferences now are very rapid fire. Game announcement, game announcement, game announcement. It's not like and it's it's actually better shows that the conferences are better for it they're great to watch covering it is kind of hard though because it's not how it used to be where like a guy would come out on stage mm-hmm. and bullshit for like five minutes about the game and, and then give like you time to write the last story that you were right. just working on or like you know then there'd be like the boring section where they talk about like engagement with netflix users or something you know yeah it's just trailer tra- they don't even have like the on stage demos anymore really it's just trailer 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 so it's a uh, it's a lot to write we're, we've been racing. And how about you, Stephanie? This is your first time here. Uh, you were also traveling during EA, but like it still kind of happened. Like We had some other events we were doing that day, and then all day today, just two different conferences spread around. It was like spread very far apart. Like seven uh, hours or something. Yeah. yeah uh, but then that was, uh, uh, God, I can't remember the first one. Microsoft. Microsoft. The, like, what were your thoughts on like how this has worked so far, what it's been like to cover it? Um, I feel like... I have uploaded my consciousness to the cloud. <laughs> now I am one. You have with become the internet. E3. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like just like so you can't take your eyes off of anything really because like you're either at like a demo or you're waiting for a press conference and prepping for that or you're like pre-writing stuff. So it's just like been a little nuts, but but fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. Looking forward to going actually on the show floor. Yeah. So yeah. Like, yeah. That'll be easy compared to these <laughs> press conferences, honestly. Yeah, so I was I was definitely I was expecting it to be a lot of work. I remember the the all day slogs, and I was I was kind of actually pretty hesitant. I was thinking this might be harder in a way, just because it would be so much work spread over so many different days. And yeah, everything's starting to bleed together way sooner. Like I don't remember ever feeling this sort of drawn out physically and emotionally on it. It might be Sunday night. Might be rough come Thursday. Yeah. But, yes, it has been fun. It's still been E3. It's still been Right. And I think it's because we have been seeing some neat things so far, which we're, I, we're probably going to get into now. But. Yeah, I think we should. Um, 
So we don't. Have to, we're not going to go down a list. We're not going to talk about everything. I'm not, not going to talk about FIFA 18. Sorry. I wasn't talking about FIFA God 18. Damn it. All right, fine. You, just because it's a Switch game, all of a sudden now you care. I, it is. Yeah. <laughs> you can bring out anything, and it's a, on the Switch, and now Jeff Grubb cares about That's it. That's right. Yeah. I'm totally okay. So actually, we, that was an EA game. That was one of the first events. So let's talk about. Like, so now we're starting with the one I gave as the example. Okay. That's we'll only talk about. FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> this is the this is the FIFA 18 podcast. All right. FIFA Cast back with you. Um, let's, let's hear it. So uh, okay. It's. I'm surprised the game is as good as it is. It is just a soccer game. It is just FIFA 18. But you could totally tell that EA was like, oh, we could probably put this soccer game out on this portable Nintendo device. And then they realized maybe, oh, the system's selling really well. Maybe we should put a little bit, little bit more work into it. And it's kind of in between the uh, like. You remember the the sports games they used to put on the Wii? Yeah. Like there was the the all Madden game that you had played with yeah. motion controls. It's not that. It's much closer to the real FIFA, but it's not Frostbite Engine, which is what the newest sure. games run on. So it's 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 in between there, and I hope that it is just the stopgap before they go like all the way with having FIFA 18, the same game that's on Xbox One, PlayStation 4 next year. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm only talking about this because actually I'm not the only one that's interested. This game, apparently, a lot of people are I know interested. people do like FIFA. And, uh, no, not just FIFA. Like a, the Switch version. Yeah, a sports game on Switch. Like People are very curious to see what just it's like. Just give me Mega Man Soccer. That's the only soccer <laughs> game worth playing. I don't, I don't think Electronic Arts is going to be able to help you with that, but we'll uh, see. That's right. You know what? Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games on Switch. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is coming, whether <laughs> I want it or not. <laughs> if we're getting a goddamn Rapids game, we're getting that. Right, right. But, yeah. But, I don't know. So, like, you guys were traveling. When you landed and kind of looked at EA stuff, did anything stand out? The first thing out? I cared about was Battlefront, too, okay. which we, we already kind of saw a little bit about, but... I, I, I did... Despite its problems, I liked Battlefront 1 a lot, and I liked the idea of just having more content, even if it is prequel content, which, like... I was telling you this. It's hilarious to me how the only marketable thing from the prequels that you can show people that they'll get excited about is Darth Maul. And they show a lot of Darth Maul. And they show a lot. Because, like, what? Because, like, when they're not showing that, they're showing, like, battle droids, which is almost like you hear them, and, like, you hear them going, Roger, Roger, in the trailer a lot. You're like, oh, no. No, yeah, I was playing the game. So I played the game on the show floor. And not the show, but EA just plays, like, like thing that's, like, way out in Hollywood, actually. Uh, but I waited in line for a little bit, got my hands on with it, and I played as the droids. I chose to play as the droids because I wanted to see what it would be like. And, yeah, they were going Roger, Roger a ton. I mean, it's authentic. Yeah, and it's terrible. And it's... It but, really, but it Nab- bummed me out. But Naboo looks really nice. Yes. It I, looks really cool. I like how there's, like, the credit system now for, like, getting some of those... Like, they're not just random drops on the world anymore. Like basically, every, everything I'm hearing about the game sounds really good to me. And I did like Battlefront 1 a lot. And I, I really enjoyed... I thought... I think... I played one match, and I did think it was better than the uh, the first game. Just from that... Based on that, it felt better. It, there was... There's more ways to customize your, customize your characters. Um, and there's this... Yeah, the credit system where you could choose to play as Darth Maul instead of having to run around yeah. and get the coins. Uh, all that stuff felt way better. Um, and Stephanie, how about you? When you landed, did anything jump out to you from EA that kind of ca- caught your attention? I mean, I think the Battlefront game sounds really cool, mm-hmm. too. And just because there's, like, so much, like, content around that, and I feel like they've yeah. been doing a lot to expand that universe, even, like, in the movies and everything, so I'm really excited to see where they take the, the video game version of it. Right. I'm not sure, like, what else from well, EA really stood out. I mean, you were there. Yeah, so I, w- I would say the two things that I think that are worth talking about at all is uh, A Way Out, 
which is that... Right, the Brothers. The permanent split-screen co-op game from the guy that created Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, I think his name. Yeah. Um, so in 2014, EA and the guy announced that they he was forming this studio, uh, Light, and they were going to make this game, and it was going to be published by EA. And we didn't know what it was, and it finally showed up again here. It looks cool. And it looks cool. Yeah. So it's... Like I said, it's always split screen. Even if you are playing by yourself, I think it goes split screen and you have to like jump between the two characters. But the idea is you're supposed to play co-op and both both people are always supposed to be able to see their partner at all times. And at one point you might be, uh, I guess it's like a prison break game, I think is kind of what what it is. Like you're sneaking yeah, yeah, prison. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. And like, so you might, one, one guy might be sneaking around trying to do a sneaking mission. Kind of uh, asynchronous? Is yeah. that the buzzword? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little bit, yeah. I and mean, it's similar because like the other person might be in a cutscene that's telling a story and he could be kind of giving the information while he's doing his, uh, like doing something else. And it's a really neat idea. That looks kind of cinematically very compelling because there's all this cool stuff happening visually and with the storytelling. Uh, but you know, it can also have these really cool gameplay ramifications because you know two people doing two things at the same time. Uh, it, you know there could be a lot of co-op opportunities to do interesting things. Um, the other game was Anthem, the new Bioware, right? Game. Which we really saw more of at. Uh, Microsoft, but we've probably just talked about it now. Yeah, talk about Cause it. Because it's because like the little glimpse you saw at EA was just kind of gave you more questions than right. anything. Um, but when it showed at Microsoft, it looked uh, kind of insane. Uh, looked really vast and impressive and gorgeous. And like the only thing that like makes me hesitant about it is that it almost looked too good. Right. Where I'm like, there's no way this final game's looking like this. This is going to be Division. This is going to be Watch Dogs. Like where, where it gets you see that first glimpse of it. Like, that vertical slice looks incredible. And mm-hmm. the final thing is not quite like that. But, I mean, what they showed basically was like... It was like Destiny, but like... With flying and cool looking areas, and it kind of almost like had like it looked like a Pandora avatar right. thing a bit. And I didn't want to put that in the story when I wrote about it, but, but, but it was because yeah. I'm like, does, it, does anyone, would anyone know what I meant if I said Pandora from Avatar? Because I feel like that movie doesn't have a lot of cultural cachet anymore. But yeah, it, looks, it, like it looks like Pandora from Avatar, and the flying looks like Iron Man or like Dark Rocketeer Sega, is what I or said. Rocketeer, especially excuse Rocketeer. Me, excuse me, it's Rocketeer. Yeah, but. Sorry. I, I don't know. It looks, yeah, it looks incredible. I, I did hear, uh, I was talking to someone from, from EA a little bit, and I, I did hear that maybe this game was slapped together really quickly for this E3 demo. It is slice, you mean. This yeah, demo, this, yeah. yeah, the vertical slice itself. Um, and so maybe there is a lot of magic tricks going on behind the scenes, and the game is not really quite there yet, and this is more a proof of concept or... Like just a concept but, video, but they gave a release window like next year. I know. So how far out can that be? What does that mean, though? I know, right? Yeah, anymore. But I don't know. I was I was dying how like the very first thing they showed you was a close up on somebody's face talking to you. Like, look, the facial animation looks good. <laughs> yeah, Bioware saying, "Hey, we can do faces still." So yeah, that's uh, that was pretty obvious, I think. At least, I mean, especially if they have put this together in the last couple of months to start it off with something like that, really is. So, what was the other thing you thought was interesting? Well, no, it was. Oh, that, that was the second thing. So that's it for EA, then. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. Yeah. The right. only other thing I would say about Anthem is that they are trying to compete with Destiny or and uh, Destiny and the Division. Well, and I think it could. Well, I think well, Destiny Two will have like some time, and mm-hmm. maybe that's all the time it'll ever get. Who knows? Uh, I, I know you're kind of not doubting Destiny Two, but it is a huge game for a lot of people. I just 
I well, I, I know you don't like, you don't believe it, but I, it really. I is. like Destiny two more than you, Destiny more than you do in the weird way, but like I don't think it's as popular as you do. Uh, yeah, either way, I, and, I think it was. Yes, okay, that's true. I will be. We'll, uh, we'll have to see how Destiny two plays out, but I think it still has the potential to catch on with a lot of people if the content's there or whatever. Mm-hmm. But with Anthem, its open world elements I think could really kind of set it apart it is right and that's always been kind of the problem with destiny it doesn't really seem like a thing that's going to be fixed in destiny 2 specifically is that it's not very open worldy it's kind of these micro open worlds and that kind of just makes it feel more dynamic um yeah so that is it for ea of course they have their sports games need for speed Mm -hmm. uh anyone care to talk about that stuff (laughs) need for speed (laughs) need for speed again what was that what were you telling about need for speed you can like Use yeah, the I, subtitles as a name of a WWE. So, yeah, I can't Pittsburgh. remember where I heard that. It was, That's great. It was on like Twitter or something, or maybe another podcast. Someone was like, "You could switch out any of the subtitles for like a Need for Speed game with the WWE pay per views, and what, they make perfect sense." Now, what was this one called again? Payback. <laughs> yeah, that's literally a WWE. Yeah, pay-per-view. exactly. And that's yeah, literally one of sounds like, Yeah, that's one. Wow. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, the next show was uh, this morning. Microsoft. I know yeah. it doesn't feel like it was this morning. It feels like Forever. ages ago. <laughs> But it was God. Microsoft, and I, I don't know, Stephanie, we'll start with you, did anything, I mean, you've got, I mean, I know you were just saying before we started, you could barely remember Microsoft. Yeah. Okay, so we've said Microsoft, what has jumped into your mind, and it's okay if the answer is nothing, I don't remember. Xbox One X and 4K. <laughs> they want, they really wanted you to know about that. Everything's in so 4K. So 500, and, no, 499 US dollars. Mm-hmm. So repeating that worked, it got in your head at least. Yeah, it's yeah. true, it's true. So I guess we should just start there. Are you surprised we? by the name at all? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird name, but... <laughs> what else are you going to... I don't think there's any way for it to not have a weird name. I think you're right. What could you call it? Be like, that's a good name. You're right. That's a good name to call this system that's so, already called Xbox One, but it's not like a new system, but it's... So at this point, it's like, I should just stop being surprised by this stuff, but I am. I don't know why. I'm still surprised that names are still dumb in video games, but they are. Um, I don't know. So Xbox One X, the name aside, the details are, it is $499. Just Let's just say $500. Um, it is... It's very powerful, as powerful as they said it was going to be. It has coolant technology or something. It has a vape cooling thing. (laughs) Xbox One X vapes. It's very fancy, guys. We get it. Mr. Deke would think it was very expensive. It's ripping fat clouds in in your living room from now on. Yeah, that's... (laughs) That's it's tiny. Yeah, it's a small machine. It's the yeah. smallest Xbox One. That's true. That's true. although I looked at the um the specs. They shared a spec sheet. It's like the same length and width as the Xbox One S. It's just a little shorter, I think. Sure. Well, so, see, I saw just like an Xbox One, so it's like a real small thing for me. Yeah, that'll, that it is a huge difference. Uh, even go to to an S. Um, but okay, so and beyond that, I mean, it plays Ultra Blu-ray. Just, uh, it plays all the same games. It won't have any exclusive game, games compared to. The there Xbox were still ones. some people who were like confused about like whether this was still an Xbox One or not. And I'm glad it is at least called Xbox One X. So I was like, yes, everyone, this is. It's like it's better. Like I'm, it's more powerful than the PlayStation 4 Pro, but it's still very much the same kind of thing. Are you it's got, exactly the same. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was always expecting it to be another. Yeah, Xbox I think one. we were. But like, there, you're right. There were people that were saying, "Oh, this is the real next console from Microsoft, and they're going to leave all their games behind." It was just, that was never going to happen. No. Uh, I, on the name again, real quick. Are you guys' mind still blown from the Xbox One X spelling out Xbox? I told you guys that earlier today. <laughs> It's awful. It really is. Cheesy. I'm calling it XOX. <laughs> XOX. There's no, there's no B anymore. They should change the name so that it's the XX box. <laughs> that would be the double Xbox. Yeah, yeah. The double Xbox. 
<laughs> one X. Uh, I, okay, so I mean, how are you guys feeling about this system? I mean, five, I don't know. Five hundred dollars. It's hard because they 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 can't really give you on like a video stream a real compelling reason why you need it, except by saying the word four K a lot. And I mean, the reason for that is technological. The, the video streams that everyone or yeah. every, almost everyone is watching is seven twenty p. People aren't going to be even putting at ten at like ten eighty p, let alone four K. It's like it's weird because like oh, you take their word for it, it's going to look better. Um, yeah, and, and I mean the games like in terms of the fidelity beyond just the resolutions, right. they looked a lot of the games looked really pretty. I mean, but you have to wonder how much better. Like I have a PlayStation Four Pro, and it looks a little better. But I'd be, I think I'd be lying if I said like it's made a real big difference in the way I play video games. And that was a hundred dollar upgrade or what from like the base one. This costs twice as much as the Xbox One S. The right. next nice twice as much. That's a that's a lot. At so. least based on the temporary price cut for the Xbox right, One, which we will probably stick around. I, maybe. I agree. But uh, it, so yes, the 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 pitch that Microsoft had to make was difficult. We don't know if they really made it, I and mean, a lot of it was going to depend on the games. Um, I mean, if we get into the games, we already talked about we, the one big standout, which was I'm forgetting the name already. Is Anthem. Anthem. Mm-hmm. But that's a multi-platform game. No, I know, but like, and they close of it, and mm-hmm. it looks really good. But it's um, it's coming out on PlayStation. I, you know, I know, but. That, okay, so this is the heart of it, I think. Microsoft's whole pitch. That, like, Okay, so the Xbox One came out, and it was Xbox One, the all-in-one entertainment, yeah. n- game and entertainment. That device. pitch didn't work out so well. And that was they, they, like, they forced their PR people to write that in every press release. It was always Xbox One and then that stupid tagline. This time around, it is Xbox One X, the world's most powerful console. Right, and that's a much more compelling argument. I think to the people that would be willing to spend $500, it is, and... Those people are going to want to play those multi-platform games on the most powerful console. It's the ones that don't also own a PC. But sure. if you also own a PC, you could buy Microsoft. That's a problem. Yeah, they, that, that was the word they kept, or the phrase kept using a lot: console exclusive, right? Yeah, I mean, but that's that, that that's is fair, we do live in those two worlds. I mean, p- becoming a PC gamer is a active choice. You can accidentally become a console owner. Like someone might hand you their down their old one. And they might hand you their old Xbox One when they get a Scorpio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, excuse me, Xbox One X. That's going to take some getting used yeah, to. Yeah, XOX. And the, yeah, it, it, it's going, like, so yeah, you might accidentally just start playing games and, like, renting games for a red box and get into something and, like, get into that. Sure. But you don't, PC gaming is so much more, there's such a big, bigger barrier there that most people. Is there as much anymore? Because you can just download, like, a Hearthstone or something and it's free and you start playing I, it. I know, but that, then I, you have that battle. Uh, the Battle Net app, and then you see Overwatch. And yeah, but that's different. It can though. happen. That's different, though. I don't. I, I, I guess it's a little bit. Well, because I mean, like you, the games that are super simple or simplistic right. that are easy to play on any system. That's, there's a little difference because it's if I'm looking at Anthem, I'm not, I guess yeah, I, I'm not going to be playing that on, on my laptop or whatever. It's going to require me to pick, like, build a gaming rig. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be this market of people. So that now, one big now, console that is me, the most powerful. Me and one. you were saying. We were saying for a while that they need first-party exclusives, and now you're kind of double-backing on no, that. No, I, I, I would just say that there. I was always saying, even back when I did say they needed exclusives, that there was going that pitch was going to work on certain people where it is the most powerful mm-hmm. console. Is that is going to have some effect? I just think it is too late in this generation for it to do to be the whole argument. Uh, you do need the exclusives now at this point because too too many people have bought into the PlayStation Four ecosystem. Yeah, they're not gonna suddenly be like, oh, I'm going to... They probably already own a Pro if they're very into it. They're not going to sell that for an Xbox One X, even if, if it is that much more powerful, because the games don't look bad on PS4 Pro. No. And 
you know, they already have friends there. They already have all their destiny. It's weird how like this. It's there. like really going to be like a digital foundry's job to convince people up when they start posting their like comparison videos and stuff like that. Yes, it, it is going to be something like that where we see how well these games look mm-hmm. relative to like, like the numbers. Like the numbers are going to come out. Right. Like slice bars, but I have played something on an Xbox One X. I played a little bit of the Assassin's Creed on it, and I mean, it looks really nice. I mean, in, I don't know if I could tell you right away. Like, yes, that was you know. The, Looked significantly better than anything I ever played on a PlayStation 4 Pro or an Xbox One, you know? Uh, and again, that's a game in development. It's an alpha. Who knows? But I don't know if that was the, yes, $500 worth it. So, okay, so we've talked about a few of the games. They, they yeah, they showed Assassin's Creed. Uh, just based on what we saw in that trailer, what would you guys think? Well, I see, I, I played so much of it now. I, you, you have a trailer ex- impression, so you can talk about the trailer. Stephanie. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like a huge Assassin's Creed fan, yeah. but I mean, it like looked cool, you know. Egypt's cool. So. <laughs> I, I always like the travel log aspect of these games. Like, oh, yeah, go to yeah. Egypt, okay. It's very where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Yeah, right. Like, oh, Order in like Egypt this, this time. Better than you know pirates, so that's cool. I think it was. It reminded me a lot of the earliest Assassin's Creed games uh, in terms of its setting. Like, yeah, because I, mean, I mean, it's Egypt's North Africa, Middle East. Um, it's not far off. Yeah, and and. And yeah, so the going back to that Middle East setting a little bit, or you know, at least adjacent mm-hmm. to it, um, I think it's it's nice to have that reminisce to reminisce about this it's, series and realize it is pretty old and it could start looking yeah, back around. Yeah, it's kind of nice like that. After, after so many games, it's like you have guns sometimes and stuff. It's nice to kind of go back a bit. Yeah, in um, Egypt looks really, it really does look awesome. Uh, and, and, and the I'm, water effects, specifically when I was playing, man, that stuff yeah. looked nice. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, it's kind of awesome that there's like finally like a black dude is like the star of the game. Yeah. Like that's, that's kind really of. Nice. Yeah, it's hey. There's that black girl who's the star of the bad Vita one. Yeah, the Vita game. It's like oh, okay, you did this. You made a black lady a star of the game, but to put it on the friggin' portable system that no one plays games on. Um, yeah, so that was a bummer. Uh, but now, yeah, so now they have this new game that's coming out, and it has yeah the black guy as a star, and I just think that's mm-hmm. cool. It's, it, so, it feels like we're in a different place. The, with the things that stood out to me playing it, uh, short version, kind of read my whole preview. The new combat system. It's no longer like that counter based like. Combat as a crew is very much you kind of sat there, wait for them to attack you, then push the Y button and instant kill them or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Kind of like that Batman Arkham th- kind of thing that a lot of people has. It's no. kind of like, yeah, it's kind of steps back and it's much more simple in a way. You have like a light attack, you have a heavy attack, you can dodge people. And it's, so I mean, for you, when you when you simplify the combat like that, does that... It actually makes it more interesting because it's not no. just like... Waiting for those one hit kills, you can't. In, you know, like people. So, like, do you? So you're not like on autopilot anymore. You're right, exactly. You feel like you're like just making decisions. It's almost kind of like playing arms, you know, where it's, where it's yeah, like, yeah, it's gonna, like, yeah, it's kind of these one on things you're locked on onto them. You're kind of like reacting. You're waiting for them to throw their mm-hmm. attacks, and you can you counter quote unquote, but you're not really pushing the counter button. You know, really throwing out your attack. I think I think that just breathes some life into it. And the other interesting thing is that it has. Loot like mm-hmm. stat based loot with like it's blue or if it's or it's purple if it's more rare like literally like something in Diablo so I think that's actually pretty neat yeah so it seems interesting I mean who knows if this Creed can be as popular as it was but it seems like some of the right steps um some other things that stood out to me uh, Sea of Thieves uh, looks really cool I think it's like I said on Twitter I think it's coming together Stephanie um, uh, isn't like pirates apparently. <laughs> It's Anti-pirate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're all right. <laughs> Do you prefer ninjas? Is this what this is? Uh, the, no. <laughs> Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Egypt's for, the way to go. <laughs> I, 
the yeah the setting the the pirates and stuff like I could take or leave that stuff. I I just like the the cooperative elements and then the water looked really good. Like I know that's yeah. that's always kind of a thing in video games. Like oh how look how good the water. That's looks. what I said. I was like with Sasuke Origins. I was transfixed on the water. Right. It looked incredible. But it, but it really looked really nice. It really did look impressive. It, but it wasn't just like the waves from when you're when they were standing on the ship. Uh, a storm came and the guy went underwater. Uh, and like I think they were like fighting off a shark while also fighting off another group of pirates. But he like looked back up at the surface of the water and it had that like stormy surface, like uh, kind of bubbly white mm-hmm. froth look to it. And it was like it was incredible. I couldn't believe how good it looked. It was really phenomenal. Um, so like that kind of like I'm like oh man, I hope that's on the regular Xbox One because I'm not sure if I'm gonna get the Xbox One X. Uh, but it, like it's like little effects like that. Maybe I will get an Xbox One X just because I was so transfixed uh, and, and mesmerized by that. Um, that's an exclusive. That's a you know that's yeah. One. I mean it's a rare game. Yeah, for sure. Um, what, what, uh, uh, other exclusive, which this oh. was kind of surprising, was Crackdown Three. Kind of got like a little like here it is. Yeah. All right, come back. Like, I, and I'll tell you what, kind of what they showed. I think I maybe know why it doesn't really look that impressive. I don't know what I was expecting, but after, like, such a long wait for it and mm-hmm. all this stuff, and it was like, oh, this is, like, the Xbox One version, and it's like, kind of looks like Crackdown. <laughs> Do you have any history with Crackdown, Stephanie? Have you played any other games? No, but just looking at it, it felt like they were like, look at Terry Crews. Don't look at the game. Just look at him. Yes. <laughs> Terry, yeah, I was very excited when Terry yeah. Crews showed up. Like, oh, cool, that makes sense. And they showed the game, and it looked, looked like Saints Row 3, but with Neon, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I mean, this is... Crackdown, I guess. I don't know what I was expecting, but more. I I think you're you're absolutely right, Stephanie. I think they because that was like the, one of the only times in that whole Microsoft presentation where they were going gameplay trailer after gameplay trailer, where they had to like a protracted pause to like focus on something that wasn't in the game, and it was just Terry Crews yelling at the camera for a really long time, and probably the, like an equivalent amount of time to like to the gameplay trailer itself. But again, this should. Like this Crackdown Three is one of the few big exclusives coming to the Xbox One this fall. You think that would be like positioned as a big deal, but they do not seem to be looking at it that way. I, I just wonder what happened at Microsoft with their internal studios. It feels like like they canceled that uh, the the one platinum game, the Scalebound. Dra- Scalebound. Uh, yeah, like their Dragon Fighter platformer game or whatever it was, um, and. That one got so that one got canceled, and no one knows why. And it seems like it was pretty far in development. They pause development on that the the sequel to their card battle or the one they just released the rake the remake of yeah no i can't remember phantom dust phantom dust yeah Yeah, phantom dust and then okay and now this kind of crackdown three kind of seems like maybe they were thinking about just canceling this too because it doesn't seem like like they put a ton of work into it and they just said oh well look how much of a backlash we're getting for canceling all these other games we have to just push it out we'll just kind of do what we can. Like it looks like less impressive than Sunset Overdrive, which right. was like early Xbox. One. Very early. So, so I just I just don't know where those studios are at in terms of, uh, in terms of what Microsoft is doing with them. Like what what are they spending their time and money on? Uh, right. I mean they're they're getting deals like um, they showed Metro and I. Is that is that like a bot exclusive? I, I, I don't know. I, I would say it's probably not. If at the mo- maybe it's like this year's Tomb Raider thing where okay. it's one year. But um, I mean that looks good. It looked really it looked really pretty. And it looked really awesome. I think. But I I mean it's Metro, and I bet I'll end up playing it on PC. Which <laughs> Microsoft doesn't hate that thought of. But I'm probably gonna yeah. buy it from Steam and not the like Windows Store yeah. or whatever. Uh, but I mean, I guess if it's if it's play anywhere, maybe I would buy it on the Windows Store. So and of course they opened with Forza, which is just like. 
again, it looks really nice, but I mean, it's Forza 7 now, and that's not even counting the uh, other Forza games that aren't in the main series, you know? Right. Got Horizon, again, they're all great games, but yeah, there it is. There's Forza. Mm-hmm. Forza Payback. Forza Payback. For- oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, still more interesting than Need for Speed somehow, <laughs> but uh, I, tell, I will tell you the one Xbox exclusive I was very excited to see was Ori in the Will of the Wisps. Now, that was your game of the year when it came out. What was yes. that, like 2014, 2015? I believe. It wasn't last year, but the year before. Yeah, last year was our watch year before. I loved Orion by Force. Cause I, I like Metroidvanias. I like 2D animation. And that game is just absolutely gorgeous and fun to play. With, like, equally gorgeous music. Yes, oh, the music's great. Yeah, the, I love the way they presented it. They had that guy with the piano yeah. coming out. That is, yeah, just super cool. I like, And that game could literally just be more of the same. And I'm like, yes, just mm-hmm. give me more of that, please. Um, I'm very happy they are, like, in fact, doing that. Cuphead also looked really good, and it finally has a release well, yeah. date. Cuphead always That's looks. nice. I know. Yeah. It, it's like, I want to be cynical about it because, like, oh, Cuphead. But every time they show it, I can't help but smile Same how here. cool it it's looks. It's amazing, yeah. It's so neat. Like, they did the whole trailer, and then at the end, they just had, like, their the title screen with the, the font that looks like it was it came straight out in the 1920s yeah. or 30s. And with, like, the scratchy elements of, like, the film grain. And just that alone, like when I was, I was like half writing, half paying attention to the trailer, and just seeing that kind of alone after looking down for a while was like, man, I want to play this game so bad. I know, sweet, great. The design is just so on point. Um, but yeah, and the, there was a bunch of other like indie games, a lot, a lot of stuff. That a was lot split. of indie things. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, no, there wasn't. You, you covered those. Did any of those stand out? The indie stuff. Um, the last night looks really great. I mean, like sort of the retro pixel art thing is a little over. Like but... it's the last night, the Gamergate yeah. one. Oh, Steph, yeah. we have bad news for you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we'll, we'll say it. Then just explain it to me. Did you hear this though? No. So apparently, he was very uh, pro Gamergate. The guy that oh. made the game. And apparently the last night, the storyline is that when you get universal basic income, uh-huh. you lose the like the lose the will to like be creative. Right. So Ooh. that's fun. So I'm rescinding. No, it, it sucks though. Night. Doesn't that suck? How, how insane is like and the guy was like apparently he wrote like one tweet it was like like part one. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about this. That's fair. And it's like, so I'm all about, I'm all for e- equality and egalitarianism or whatever. And these are like echoes of what he said previously. Like when he, during the Gamergate, he was talking about like, uh, oh, I'm an egal- egalitarian, not a feminist, because feminism poisons everything. And like, <laughs> of course. Motherfucker, it's the same shit. You're just right. like, you're actually just a fucking misogynist, but whatever. And he, um, he said that one tweet and he didn't, I don't think he did any follow ups. But then the general manager of Microsoft's publishing team was like, "What's number two? Uh-huh. Like on Twitter, like in front of everybody." You think Microsoft did, was wasn't really super aware I mean, of this? I mean, yeah, because like who would be? Like I mean, sure. Like I guess you're supposed to do research, but yeah, but you can't read every guy, the guy's every right. Like, and it's an indie game, and you're like, you're like, especially the height of game game was a few years ago, right? Now. And you're judging people based on the game or whatever. That's I, I could I could see it getting through, uh, and now that they're learning about it, it sounds like something might happen with it, but. You know, it makes sense because Zoe Quinn was tweeting today about that, how she, yes. there's like a number of devs that uh-huh. like, was yeah. sort of And then that, that led to so. the notch coming back out of his right. weird little angry yeah. attic. So yeah, right. I people. guess well, we should just kind of cover this uh, full circle. I mean, just, we're not, we, don't have to, we don't have to say exactly, but. It's so tiring and upsetting. Yeah, just that the creator of Minecraft then called Zoe Quinn a, a foul word and. Again. Again. And it's just insane that this stuff keeps coming back. Yeah, it is ridiculous. But, I mean, it's just a bummer because Notch is, means so much to so many young people who are He should be games. such a point of inspiration and... In, uh, right. He's such a success story, but he's, yeah. he just seems like a bitter, relatively Weird. young man. Guy. Yeah. 
Oh, well. Yes, oh, well. What else did Microsoft show at their video game thing? Ooblets <laughs> <laughs> looks really great. Which one was that? <laughs> Which one? It was in the sizzle reel, but it's What was the name of it again? Ooblets. Oh, Ooblets. Okay, I yeah, don't know yeah. what Ooblets was. I don't remember this. It's like a, an Animal Crossing meets oh. Harvest Moon meets, oh. like, kind of Pokemon. Kind of I must have been writing something when that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And it was hard to tell from the trailer, I think. Yeah. It has a very, um, uh, like... Mm-hmm. Like utilitarian look, like a very simple look. Yeah, it's very uh, simple, but kind of like stylized, right. and cartoony. They're being, I think, uh, Double Fine is involved. Oh, so, uh, okay. Yeah, All so right. they have that kind of Double Fine quirky aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So it looks really, really cool. Yeah, I, I will say that given the lack of exclusives and the fact that like they can't have a Halo or Gears of War ready this year, it was actually a pretty good show. Yeah, it they, was a very entertaining show. They did not have the big. Console exclusive. I can even with um, mm. Crackdown Three. That was like, like, was there anything bigger than that that Microsoft had that was just on their system? See if these might be bigger than that right now. I think, yeah, maybe, <laughs> which I wouldn't have thought, but right. see if these might actually be more buzzworthy than that. They, they, so yeah, they just don't have. An anthem looks great, and yeah. it was like a really, it was like a wow moment seeing that. But it, it just isn't a exclusive game. Yeah. Like, I, do you think Sony's going to close a multi-platform game? No, no. no. I mean, I think, feel like they have in the past, uh, maybe like three or four years ago. I can't remember which one it is. I'd have to look it one up. One of them, they might have ended with like Call of Duty Advanced Warfare or something yeah, weird. Yeah, something like that. But it, it was, yeah. Yeah. I think that actually might be right. But this year, no way. After what Sony's been doing recently, they're going to close with something on the level of The Last of Us 2 or God of War or Spider-Man. These games that are just on on Sony's system and sell Sony consoles, you know, whether or not the PlayStation 4 Pro is as powerful as the Xbox One S. It's just not going to matter. It's going to be interesting to see just kind of yeah. how things shake out. Yeah, I mean, Microsoft did exactly what they said they were going to do with this system. And, and they showed a lot of games. It yes. was like game after game after game. It was a very good conference. Yeah, it was very it was uh, well put together and entertaining for people watching. Mm-hmm. That leads us into the last one that we've experienced ourselves so far, Bethesda. It happened earlier this, this, this well actually late late at night. I mean, they started at midnight Eastern time, 9 p.m. Pacific time. This one had more news than I was expecting. Yeah, they, which is funny cuz I saw I see some people saying that they were like disappointed. I think just cuz people were expecting Elder Scrolls 6 and that was never happening. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Everyone that's been paying attention would know that there was no way there was going to be Elder Scrolls Six this know. year. So I was, yeah, I was never expecting that. I would have been really surprised. But you know, knowing that and going in with that expectation, I thought it was very impressive. Yeah. Especially like because last year, I think they might have had a similar similar number number of announcements, uh, at least like right in the same range. But they did it in a way this year where it was again like all the other conferences where it's back to back to back announcement with trailer after trailer after trailer, and it was really kind of short, but it was so packed. Uh, that you kind of came away feeling dizzy, like yeah. you felt sort of lightheaded, uh, which is not uh, how I felt after Bethesda last year, where it was the same amount of stuff spread out over more time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, again, Stephanie, we'll start with you. Is there anything from Bethesda that st- stood out to you? Um, I think the Dishonored Two DLC looks pretty cool. Yeah, you. I, I, I was obviously I had my head down during that part. I was writing. I heard you kind of ooing and eyeing a little bit. What what like what stood out about that? I just like that Billy Lurk has, like, Borg implants somehow, yeah. you know? So, like, I want to see what that's all about. And it looked like there was, like, some slightly sci-fi thing going on. So that's kind of cool. Um, and it seems like the story is, like, the the outsider, which is the guy that was, like, whispering to you the whole game. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're going to try to kill the outsider. So we'll see how that works out for them. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's an interesting way to take the DLC. That definitely seems yeah. cool. And do we ever find out that is Emily in the, that you're playing? No, it's Billy Lurk, who's a character from a DLC oh, from okay. the first Dishonored. 
Oh, wow. So, okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Getting in deep into that Dishonored yeah. lore. Yeah. yeah. Man. <laughs> Some world building. Yeah, exactly. Um, I... I don't know. Wolfenstein. Looks, oh, that's really cool. Mm. Look phenomenal. So much I'm like, I need to play great. that last Wolfenstein. What? That looks nice. Okay, yeah. but okay. So, did, were you guys like really paying attention during that? Because did you see that trailer was kind of weird, right? It started off like a Fallout trailer. Mm-hmm. It okay. looked a lot like a Fallout trailer because yeah, it's okay. the same kind of Amer. It's doing the same thing where it's trying to turn like that Americana '50s thing into like, oh, it's like distorted and weird. Yeah, but instead of like the bombs going off, it's like and Nazis it's and, and robots. Nazis. Yeah. Um, but no, I think like like stylistically, the way the trailer was put together was very weird. Like it was the there were a lot very of block cuts, tonal shifts. The cuts were very odd. Yeah. I don't think it was bad though. I think they're preparing. I think the game itself is going to be kind of bizarre, and they're preparing for that. And we kind of saw at the end with like the the, the one, yeah, the one guy <laughs> yeah. in the acid like yeah. playing with like an actual like two D cartoon lizard, which was really neat looking. Mm-hmm. And well, I love that they're getting that creative. That, but that's what I mean though. I like. Before that joke, I made a like I made a joke on Twitter like, "Oh, I'm having an acid flashback because this trailer is really strange." And but then but then they started it's literally an acid flash. Yeah, and they started doing very like, these really odd cuts that led uh, from one like like a, maybe a calm scene like where he's like with his like pregnant wife and they're joking around without without like that uh, the music video style like leading into something else very naturally. Just suddenly we're in like combat or something, or, think- or they're stabbing a Nazi, or there's a Nazi like doing yeah. a a. a, a uh, like a Quentin Tarantino scene. I just, I thought it was very strange. And then they do that acid joke at the end and it kind of felt like they were doing this deliberately. Yeah, and, it is strange. Yeah. And yeah, and it was supposed to be strange. Dude, and it was kind of incredible. Is it going to out creepy America Far Cry 5? I don't, I don't know, but probably. I mean, I don't, I, it's, it's very, um, in the way that Doom does kind of heavy metal Satanism mm-hmm. uh, in a very fun and energetic way. It seems like this is going to do like alternative history Nazi killing in a very fun and energetic way. Yeah. Uh, which could just inherently, I think, appeal to more people than Far Cry 5. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the VR stuff, they have surprising VR announcements. Like, like they, they didn't just do like little fun experiments. Like, it's Doom VR, Fallout 4 VR. They're probably their two biggest games from the last year or so, right? Yeah. I, and I think, I mean, it's going to be hard to figure out what those games really are. Like, do you think it's actually for, all Fallout 4 it is. in they, VR? They said it, it Wow. Was. Yeah, and That's it insane. is all Doom in VR as well. Wow. Uh, but I'll get sick from that. Bro, right, right, yeah, exactly. That's what everyone's doing. Yeah, any game where you're, like, moving, like, dual stick, like, shooter style, but, like, sitting down, like, that is the end of me. You're not alone. That's like most people feel that way. So that's why I'm surprised that they're doing all of Doom and all of Fallout 4 really long games with a lot of very like lateral motion and things like that. And we're going to have to... Hey, Dean just walked in. What do you have? What do you have? I have a uh, Nuka-Cola. You've got to get closer a, to the mic. <laughs> I have a Nuka-Cola and a candy apple with the... Uh, get that away from me, ew. Well, I mean, he, Mike, Mike's afraid of uh, fruit. I brought it for you guys. Ugh. You got candy apple over your new controller. I appreciate the gesture, but you, uh, Dean. Well, I guess while we have you, real quick, why don't you just come over and tell us what you thought was the, Here, the big I'm gonna, stand up? I'm going to the restroom. You take my spot. Yeah, there you go. That's, uh, well, that Wolfenstein uh, looks yeah, it's uh, what we're pretty, just, pretty we're awesome. About yeah, and, uh, you know, the last one was like a you know huge experience, and this one looks like even bigger and crazier. And it's got the same nasty Nazi characters in it that uh, you just. Love to shoot. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it really stood out to me too. Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, 
we talked a little bit about the VR. Uh, how about anything else, Stephanie, that kind of stuck it up stood out to you? Beyond the... There's a lot of Elder Scrolls stuff with online. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, I, yeah. I think those that is for the audience that is very into Elder Scrolls lore. And then everyone else that's kind of like can take or leave that stuff just plays the major games that come out. But yeah. I don't know, do you have any affection for that stuff beyond? Uh, I mean, I like I liked Skyrim. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, feeling a little weird about having that the Link costume. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they are bringing Skyrim to the Switch, yeah, and yeah. like it has Amiibo support. Of course it does. Yeah. Uh, and you can yeah have the Link costume. I was like, oh come on, what the hell? But the more I've thought about it, it's like <laughs> yeah, of course it does. It makes yeah, sense. Of course. Yeah. Like what? How can you make Skyrim stand out on the Nintendo handheld? Bring in Amiibo support. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about Skyrim on that small screen, though. You know, if you're I'm, taking it on the go. I think the uh, the UI could be maybe a little bit of a problem, but I think the rest of the game will be fine. I mean, yeah. I think just about any game from the last couple of years could work on there as long as the uh, fidelity is like sharp enough and the resolution sharp enough that you can read the text or something like that. So hopefully they adjusted all that stuff for the system and like made the text bigger so it's easier to read. But, yeah, totally. Uh. I guess for me, like just even playing Breath of the Wild on like the little screen versus my TV. I'm like, oh, I want to see all the stuff, you know, like it's yeah. such a beautiful I played game. so much of it on the handheld though that like yeah. I, I did appreciate it on the TV, but I was fine with it on the handheld, which is probably why I think Skyrim would be fine and why mm-hmm. you maybe I have more questions about it. You guys it. already talked about the Evil Within 2? No, yeah, right. here, get, get a little bad. bit closer and tell us about the Evil <laughs> Within 2. I thought the Evil Within 2 was just wonderfully creative. Uh, that trailer was very know, creepy. It, it was, mm-hmm. You know, the imagery in it and the, just the things they think of are just so uh, nightmarish. Uh, but it, they just scare the hell out of me. <laughs> so it's like, uh, this is creative, but I really don't want to be seeing this. You know, it's like, so... Yeah, it was like, I mean... So you can't unsee that stuff. And it was, it was they did like a music <laughs> video too. Like where it was like, it was a... Uh, like the trailer was really long. It went for a long time. And they had a, a, like a theme of like this white goo that he was like emerging from and all the characters were being like submerged yeah. and then re-emerging from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in between that, it was all like the violent shots of, of I don't know, what are, what are they zombies? What is it in Evil Within? Just like uh, sick people? It's it just like demons that just materialize out of nothing or, you know, like... It's like it seemed like at some point there was an air conditioner chasing them. Or something. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you know you, you think you've sort of gotten through a part of the game. At least the last game was where you you would get through some really hard part, and then all of a sudden you know you're back into some nightmare. Mm-hmm. It's just like you know, every, it shows you sort of this light at the end of a tunnel, escaping from something nightmarish, only to throw you into something just just even worse. You know, so. Yeah. I don't know. Beyond that, I don't know if there was anything else that was in Bethesda. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that... I mean, it was so jam-packed and happened yeah. just a little bit ago, but I'm already having trouble remembering it. Let's all go to bed! Well, they had that... It's a bedtime? They had that nice mobile game, right? Did you get to talk about that? What, the Elder Scrolls? What are we talking about? That's not game. just oh, a mobile Legends. game. That's on PC. Yeah, they, there's yeah. an expansion for Elder Scrolls Legends, yeah. which is a Skyrim expansion, which is like the first place they would go, of course, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. But sure. Yeah. They, I mean, I think they remember two years ago when Fallout Shelter came out at the E3 event that it just got yeah. a huge amount of attention. It's not going to be the same. That, it won't be the same thing. Yeah, but for that audience, the, 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 that audience was probably all watching tonight. Uh, and maybe the people that like Skyrim a ton and were like waiting for a new Elder Scrolls game will be like, all right, some we'll Skyrim see. content. Maybe, starting, maybe I'll I mean, it kind of feels like Legends has not picked up a ton of no, steam. I know, but I'm... I'm but he's saying that I know it's what you're not going to do Fallout Shelter numbers, but it will attract sure. some people. I think just because it wasn't E3. Okay. Um, 
Anything else? Yeah, I don't oh, think so. It's, it's late. Ugh. All right. It's Mike's bedtime. I got to put him to bed. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We're going to be back. I mean, Nintendo's tomorrow. Ubisoft is tomorrow? No, Nintendo's not tomorrow. I, I don't... What, what day of the week is it? We're still lost at <laughs> this part. Tomorrow's Sony and Ubisoft. So, yeah, Ubisoft. The PC Ubisoft. gaming show. PC gaming. The PC, okay, yes, yeah. there we go. So Ubisoft <laughs> PC gaming show. Uh, Sony, I think they make video games. And then <laughs> Nintendo's the next morning, and then with the show, show floor opens. I think we're going to try to do this every night, kind of recap the stuff oh, that man. happens. So thanks for listening, and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Until then, um, what do we say with our outro? Uh... Mike, so you Mike, you always say this every, so at the end of every show. What do you say? Bye. Oh goddamn it. E3 you later. <laughs> E3 you later. I like that. And that's how we end. Sorry. <laughs>